uh, I remember the, it was, it was almost, you know, he'd start drinking again, the disappearing thing, the coming back, he'd come back at right, like in the middle of the night to my house. Um, and he, it would be unclear to me, you know, drunk, often really drunk and uh, kind of accusing me, but not directly. It was nothing was very direct. It was a lot of accusations, but they were veiled. Um, you know, what I was wearing, who I was with, why didn't I text him back? I didn't text him back right away. Um, when I, this was when I was at my place in orange, sometimes he would show up to catch me. I, like that was a pretext for coming over. And by the time, by the time we were done talking would be, I would have thought I convinced him that I loved him, that I only loved him. There was no one else. And then that we were back in an upswing and would go back to good, loving, like sick, romantic love, like kind, sweet, velvety love. <laughs> and then it would be something I said, why did you say it that way? Um, you know, if I had to leave for an audition, I could guarantee that when I, not couldn't guarantee, but two of those in a row. And when I came back, he was angry at me, you know, and I wouldn't necessarily know why. And then he started accusing me of things probably like at first it was indirect and then it became really direct. Then the punching uh, of the walls next to my head was just a constant at the, at, at that time in 2012 when he was drinking. Um, eventually that became a, uh, you know, him accusing me of cheating, I'd defend myself. I'd say, you know, that's crazy. You're wrong. I would never, the normal things. And uh, uh, it would escalate to the point where he'd push me or shove me down and then I'd get back up. And this happened several times. That's why it's not more specific, I suppose. It, when I'd get back up, I'd, I'd, I'd look him in the eye. I made a point of getting up and looking him in the eye. It's my way of defending myself at that time. And I'd look at him and he'd ask me if I wanted to go again. He shoved me back down. Eventually he just hit me. I remember he hit me in the face when I denied having an affair with my ex-wife. My Where are all the marks during this time and why didn't she go to the cops? All this stuff you're going through, you didn't go to the cops? Ex-partner at the time. Um, and he said he had proof. I denied it. And I was walking out of the bedroom, slapped me across the face. I turned to look at him. And I said, Johnny, you hit me. You just hit me. I'm going to ask you, Michelle, can you bring up 1783, please? What number again, please? I'm sorry, what number? Defendants 1783. 1783, thank you. Do you recognize this picture? Yes, I do. And could you tell us what it is? Uh, it's a picture of my face with um, a note that Johnny left uh, for me by the coffee. Typically, is where we'd leave notes like that. And does this accurately depict the scene portrayed? It was one of those scenes. I um, 
as embarrassing as it sounds now, I don't know which scene this came from. There was a lot. It escalated quickly, fast, and it was became. Amber, uh, let, let me ask it a different way. I'm thank just, you. Um, is this a picture of you? Is it a an accurate picture of you? Yes. Your Honor, I'm going to move the admission of 1783. Your Honor, we have an objection. May we okay, approach? Sure, sure. As Amber describes what happened at the hands of Johnny Depp, she says, I wanted to believe him, so I chose to. Stay with us to hear all of the details. You won't miss any of her testimony. That's what we want is deep things very close to me. And then fair use, fair use. And it started with slapping, um, and it got to be repetitive slaps where he'd hold me um, in a position and slap me multiple times um, in a row. This is 2013, 2016. You remember a whole all this stuff you let Johnny go get away with, and you, all that was trauma. You would be busting tears out. Women who go on, people who go through trauma like that, they they're crying. They're having tears. It's hard to even form sentences if you really went through that. Uh, then it would be, you know, eventually I later would either push him off of me or I'd try to hit his hands away from me. I tried it not in 2012 so much. At that time, I was mostly, um, my defense was, uh, I'd go some other place. Like, I don't know how, I don't know how to describe that. It was, I'd focus on something else. I'd stand oh. up, look at him, try to stand up to him that way. Later, I adopted other kind of, strategies to deal with it but at the time in 2012 it was he'd have this blowout and then he would leave disappear and he would i'd be committed to not talking to him i'm done with this relationship i can't take it anymore I said that so many times and then he'd come back clean and sober telling me either he had a chip he didn't have any chips but he would say i've, I've gone to meetings I have a I have a, a sober companion now. Uh, we mean chips. What what are you talking about? Chips, Dorito chips. What are you talking about? Lay's chips. What are you talking about? Um, I'm doing this program. I'm reading this. I'm doing this. And he was done with drugs and alcohol for good this time. And he'd come back in my life. And with the combination of him being sober and having gone through this horrible thing where I felt like my heart ripped out of my chest, you know, like a relationship ending is hard, I think, for anyone. But ending under that circumstance is really painful. And so when he'd come back, it would almost feel like a solve, a solution to that. And it would feel great. And we would be good again. And it would be he'd be extra nice and extra apologetic and extra loving. And it would just, then we'd be back in, in, in the good bubble, the warm glow. And eventually it'd get bored. And then I'd see him drinking again. Um, when I started to get upset, noticing the pattern um, of the violence going with the, the drinking and drugs, then I, then he started sneaking it. So it became less clear and I'd have to look for clues. As to what he was on, so I just knew how to react, you know. Uh, Johnny on speed is very different from Johnny on opiates. Uh, Johnny on opiates very different from <sighs> Adderall and 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 and. But you still stuck with him. You still you still stuck with him, and you were doing crazy stuff, and you basically, um, <clears throat> you know, told him if you don't give me money. 
to, you know, you blackmailed him. If you don't give me money in the divorce, you don't let him. He doesn't let you keep three of his properties to live in. There's going to be hell to pay. Paraphrasing what you said. This don't strike me as as a domestic violence victim at all. Doesn't. Cocaine, Johnny, which is very different from Quaaludes, Johnny. But I, I had to get good at paying attention to the different versions of him. Uh, 2012, I was in, um, I was in the beginning stages of this, just learning these patterns. I was just learning that drinking kind of correlated with the violence. And did you confide in anyone about these issues you were having? I think she Objection can say. She, I think she can say if she told anybody. As long as she doesn't say what she said. Right. Okay. Right. right. So, so did you can? Did you tell anyone? Yes, I did. Who did you tell? I told my therapist. I told. I eventually told my mom. And let's uh, let's go ahead and take a look at uh, Defendant's Exhibit One Fifty. One Fifty. One Five Zero. Your Honor, I'm going to object on hearsay. Yeah. All right, Dina, objecting on hearsay sidebar. Do you feel like there should be fewer sidebars, fewer objections if these attorneys were this, but viewers, we'd love to hear from you. Listen, while they're at a sidebar, it's a perfect opportunity because we do need to take our commercial breaks. Opened up to her about some of the violence the psychological abuse, the kind of control, the disappearing, the not knowing where he was, the then he'd come back and sometimes in the middle of the night, the constant accusations, like that sort of thing. I, I talked to her about probably from the very beginning. Um, the fact that I was secret, I had to hide. Um, I couldn't tell any of my friends that I was with him for a long time because he told me everyone would blame me for the split with him and his partner. So I had to kind of sneak around and kind of get brought to his house typically you chose to be with a married man you didn't have to do that you didn't have to your story is getting harder to believe you chose to be with a married man you didn't have to sneak around you didn't have to do any of that but you chose to in in a secretive way and then he'd come to mine in a secretive way and it was just all very you know so very isolating and uh, I, I I confided with her at the very beginning on that sort of thing, and then later opened up to her about some of the violence. I did it gently, you know. Um, first, I just wanted to have someone to talk to about how scary it was, you know. He is the rage and the the uncontrolled violence, the rage that this man had, and why objection, Your Honor? Hearsay. May we approach? Please? Okay. The only rage that was that anything was affected was those bottles and the cabinet doors. That's it. He didn't lay a finger on her. So what she's talking about this rage for? The only rage that was coming was from you when you severed his finger and took a dump in his bed. She can't even show any tears. I mean, you're losing so bad. You can't even show any tears. You can't even... Man, listen. 
I'll say this. The reason why I'm doing this is because there's a lot of men who they've been through in toxic relationships. Their wife or girlfriend hit them. No one believed them until maybe it was too late. Or it's sad to say, no one still believes in that their wife or girlfriend used to physically put hands on them, emotionally abuse them. I think because, you know, in our society, there's a stigma. Oh, if you complain about it, you're not a man. That's the reason why I'm doing this. That's the only reason why I'm covering these this uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard story. Plus, you saying this man sexually assaulted you? I doubt that. I and really this is another doubt sidebar. that. Sidebar. So the attorneys have approached. Is do you think that that's going to win the day for Amber Heard as she describes this cycle of abuse? I think that both of them were so good, so, as she is at least so far, with their testimony. A lot will depend in this case on the third parties. How much does her mother back her up? How about her other um, interviews with the other doctors? How much does that support her testimony? I think who not only said it best, but who has other people supporting them best will be what decides this case. All right, we're going to go back to court. They have finished their afternoon breaks so that he was drinking and um and then the month got really crazy from that point on it was um a bit of um a revolving door of accusations uh he was accusing me of having affairs with um well frankly just one person i had an i was an acquaint i had an acquaintance with somebody and he was accusing me of of um of, of being with them and then numbers accusing me of being with my friend the one i, I want to thank dina sayagdal our attorney today thank you for joining us and all your expertise don't go anywhere you will not miss any of this testimony we're going to pick back up and resume as soon as the it was a revolving door at the time um a painting i, I had hanging on the wall done by my ex who's an artist that was one day he he was convinced that that was proof I was sleeping with her or having an affair with her. I didn't really love him. And all the while, I'm madly in love with him and trying to... I don't think Johnny Depp is the person to get jealous over a woman, his wife, having an affair with another woman. I think he would just leave. He's not, he doesn't, he's not that type of person. I've seen his testimony and I believe him over her. He's not that type of person. And there's so much evidence against Amber Heard. So much. And she's trying to make it like he was this violent, obsessive man. Yet he was the one who helped you get Aquaman. So he would be okay with you if you have to do a scene with Jason Momoa. It's acting. Yeah. Convince him. So March started with this picture of him doing a shot. And he's kind of saying, let's send it to your dad to show support. And... What I remember of March is just uh, like an almost, it's almost like it was a never ending fight. It was just, there were breaks in it. What kept me in it is because, because I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop, you know, the sobriety shoe, if you will. I kept waiting for him to get to the point where it's not supportable or anymore and he's done with it and he's ready to get clean and sober again because there commences a period of like pure joy and it was one fight after the other march so, 
So let me start with the painting incident. Please tell the jury what happened on that particular incident with the painting. Uh, as I mentioned, the painting, which had been hanging there for uh, months, uh, one day he, he kind of stayed up doing cocaine, just drinking, doing cocaine music, which is un not in and of itself that weird in my relationship with Johnny at this point, you know, like he stays up and keeps weird hours and you know, smokes and stuff. But the, the, he was drinking, um, brown liquor and doing a lot of cocaine. And it was like, it became clear to me in that argument, if you will, that it was, he wasn't making sense. He had effectively just taken, it seemed like a turn and had decided that the painting was the big the, an offense that he could not forgive me for it meant i was having an affair with my ex-partner whom i had already split with whom i had already split and it made no sense to me so i'm, I'm trying to kind of quell the accusations by saying you know it's been there and what are you talking about and it's like that doesn't mean anything and you know he was demanding i take it down he eventually takes it down and tries to burn it but it was unsuccessful luckily because he was not he, he didn't, he wasn't <laughs> with a, um, one of those normal, what do you call them, thick lighters? He wasn't very successful at doing it while drinking um, to the extent he was. But I remember it was this kind of ridiculous fight, like didn't feel like it needed to be an argument, but it seemed like nothing I could do, nothing I could say. I uh, tried leaving. I... Um, I left the room. I left the house. I eventually came back. It was it was like a whole night, uh, an evening, a night, and then a morning of this. So this morning in particular, I think it was the like 22nd of, of March. There were several incidents in March, though. Um, but in this particular one, he had something to go to. He was filming with Keith Richards and um, uh, Tom Waits. Well, let, let me, before you go into that part, let's, let's pull up uh, Defendant's Exhibit 161, which is already admitted into evidence, I believe, Your Honor. Yes, 161 with redactions. Is Thank you. And I'm going to show you Defendant's Exhibit 161. And the date on this is 3-12-2013, and it's a text exchange between you and Mr. Depp. Do you see that? I do. Okay. Um, and the first one is from you. It's a book. Is that to you? Is it to Mr. Depp from you, or it's vice versa? Isn't um, it? It's Johnny texting me. Just thought you should know there exists a book titled Disco Bloodbath. And then you say, we need that book. And you say, is this about last Friday night by any chance? And he says, how can you make me smile about such a hideous moment? Uh, and I'm not going to repeat the rest of it. Um, could you tell the jury what happened on that Friday night? Um, there were, like I said, there was a few different incidents in March. Um, I believe this one happened in the Eastern Columbia building, which is one of Johnny's penthouses. They're in downtown, so a different part of Los Angeles. And we'd sometimes go there. 
uh, I remember he was accusing me again of um, sleeping with this artist, this musician who I'd never slept with. Um, I was denying it. I, I barely knew the person. Uh, and then he was accusing me of, of, of sleeping with my friend in, in Spain. Um, and I, I remember nothing I could do. He like called this person on the phone and screamed at screamed at him. Um, he didn't speak English, so he was really confused as to what he was being yelled at by Johnny. Um, but I remember those were the accusations. That, that was the fight, That, it, but it was one to the next accusation. And I remember I was kind of doing that juggling act. I was in his, one of these fights, I believe it's this one, in his downtown ECB, we call it um, loft. And we're in the kitchen living room area and he backhands me. And, you know, it was, um, you know, he wears a lot of rings. Uh, I remember kind of just. If he backhand you, there would be so much, you, your, your lips would have those marks. He has a lot of rings. Yes. Backhand you. Was this in front of people? If it was, where where are the witnesses? Should her, where she's sitting, should have a whole bunch of witnesses ready and willing to go to testify about that situation. Feeling like the, my lip went into my teeth and uh, it got a little blood on the wall. It, just that simple, a little bit of blood on the wall. As hard as it is, as hard as it is to explain this, I, I was so caught up in the relationship and also very occupied in defending what I only as could assume he believed these accusations um, that, you know, I didn't, I didn't internalize like I didn't make that big of a deal of it I'm you know I kind of pride myself on being tough and yeah right pride yourself on being tough getting smacked in the face with a man who has rings you swallowed your own blood mm-hmm yeah tough right but you made a false allegation that he that he hit you and you used um red nail polish to make it look like you were blade up. Yeah. You know, I don't make a big deal out of, you know, smaller injuries. And I know that sounds horrible because it, and hard maybe to understand, but, um, <sighs> I mean, my best way to cope with it is I kind of, you know, minimize it, make, make, make sure no one, <clears throat> make sure he knows that I'm, I'm tough and can't knock me down and I make a joke of it, clearly. Make light. I'm going to, uh, Michelle, if you can take. No tears, no redness in the face. I'm not trying to be racist or anything, but you know, when. People of lighter complexion cry. They go through something. Her face should be beat red with tears. 
That's what I'm saying. It's fake. And our acting is horrible, man. Just hearing it, you know, before I loaded it up, I was I was just nauseous. It's like, how? Woo. Oh, man. Take this one down and um, bring up 170A. Did there come a time in March, Amber, where you sent a picture to your mom? Uh, yes, this is um, sometime in March, uh, 2013. I just I I sent it to her because I'd been texting about some of the craziness, and I objection hearsay. I'll sustain as to what she may have texted. All right, next question. Uh, it, it, without saying what you said in the text, explain why you were sending it to your mom. I was reaching out. Uh, it's very lonely in what I was living in. And I wanted help. I wanted advice, help. I just wanted to talk to somebody and figure out how I could make this stop. And and is this a picture that you took of yourself in March of 2013? I did. Your Honor, I'm going to move the admission of Defendant's Exhibit 170A. Any objection? No objection. All right, 170A in evidence. You can publish the picture. Thank you, Your Honor. And how did you sustain that bruise, Amber? Um, I was, I had thrown a, um, I, Johnny slapped me. I walked away from him and that made it worse. We got into like a, a shouting match. Um, and he kind of did this thing with his body where I could tell he was going to hit me again. Um, I picked up um, like a, I, I remember it kind of like a, um, like a little pot, not a pot, but um, like a vase. And uh, I, I remember um, I got away from him enough as he reels back, I threw it in his direction and got, I actually managed to get away before he got it before he got me, um, he grabbed me by the arm. Um, and he kind of just held me on the floor screaming at me. Um, I don't know how many times he hit me in the face, but, uh, I, re I remember being on the floor of my apartment. That looked like a birthmark. I'm sorry. Sometimes it, I, I can't trust this woman. I'm sorry. How do I know you didn't put that on there? You're bold enough to put take red nail polish and put it on your body to make it look like he beat you up. I mean, and can you bring up 170? You just heard Amber testify. She just how could this happen to her again? We are going to hit the pause button. We must take a break. Is this the picture that you sent to your mom on 323-2013? Yes, it is. Your Honor, I'm going to move the admission of 170, just that, that picture that's on the text. With, along no, with, with no words? Uh, well, it says from two weeks ago on it. Your Honor, I'll sustain the objection. 
if we redact the from two weeks ago, can we admit it then? And then just have the showing that she sent it to her mom. May we approach you? Okay. The bruise. All right. Now, did you have any other altercations in March 2013 with Mr. Depp? Yes. I, um, we had um, we had a couple of these fights in Orange that were around this time. One of which I started to tell you about the painting. You know, and I know I've interrupted you now twice on that, but I realize the jury doesn't. Can you tell them what you mean by orange at orange? Sorry, orange was my apartment that I kept in Los Angeles at the time. And it was an apartment. What type of an apartment? I rented the top of a duplex. So it was a house um, with the landlord living on the bottom floor. I rented the top floor. Okay, thank you. Now, please continue with the painting. I'm sorry. Um, I nothing I could it seemed like nothing I could say to Johnny would convince him. He wanted me to remove the painting. Um, and he wanted me to admit to this affair that I wasn't having. And I didn't want to admit to it because it's not true. So I held out and he just started, I mean, he just drank more and did more cocaine. And I woke up the next morning, I think it was on the 22nd or the 23rd. I woke up in the morning and he was, the breakfast table was like cocaine and booze. And I realized that there, that I wasn't going to be able to talk my, like, I wasn't going to be able to talk our, 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 our situation down. I wasn't gonna be able to talk him out of it. And he was just so convinced that I would. I, I really admire Johnny's composure to not flip out to, I mean, this is scary stuff, man, to be accused of this stuff. fighting with him or 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 at the reason that he wouldn't leave the house and he had something to go film that was important and there were important people waiting for him and i remember people were reaching out his assistants his manager sister you know everyone was wondering where he was and i kind of i kept feeling embarrassed and unable to move this person out of my house. I couldn't calm him down. I couldn't change. He was just so intent on me admitting the details of this affair that I, I wasn't having. And me pointing out that the cocaine wasn't making his situation any better made me the bad cop. Then I'm the nag. Um, so eventually I called my sister. Uh, he had a kind of a buddy buddy relationship with her at the time and at the time she occasionally did cocaine i didn't but she did so i was like hey come take over you know maybe you can buddy buddy him and talk him into leaving the house just getting out of the house and she did um i remember his assistants trying to get him out like we eventually in the evening i think early evening he finally um agrees to leave, but I can't tell our relationship 
status. I can't tell if he still is convinced of these things or if he's just going to sleep it off and it's going to go back to normal sobriety, sorry kind of phase. And uh, he was still upset, but uh, like seemingly calming down. So I, I agreed to go with him. He wanted me to go to the, to the, the shoot. Um, I'm gonna have to cut this short for time purposes. So I'm just going to get into the, uh, get into the deadline article. Amber heard exclusively details alleged sexual assault by Johnny Depp in trial testimony. I just stood there looking at the light. Actress says of 2013 attack. Going into sorted specifics, Amber Heard told the court in Johnny Depp's $50 million defamation trial against her of her of how the former Fantastic Beast actress sexually assaulted her in 2013. He's grabbing my breasts, he's touching my thighs, he rips my underwear off and proceeds to do cavity search. He shoves his fingers inside me, a halting herd told the court between tears after revealing how Depp pulled off her dress in anger. The incident occurred after Depp accusing another woman of flirting with the bisexual herd at the Hicksville trailer park out in California desert. I just stood there looking at the light. I stood saying, I didn't say or stop anything. The actress added in one of the most emotionally charged instances of the trial that started April 11th. Having sued Heard in March 2019 over the late over a late 2018 Washington Post op-ed that she wrote about being a survivor of domestic violence, domestic abuse, and never mentions that the, the actor by name, Depp, has always denied he was violent to his then-wife, nor did he ever sexually assault her. In fact, the past Oscar nominee insisted that he was the abused one in the relationship. Having started their part of the case earlier this week, the defense has been laying out the alleged physical, emotional, verbal, and sexual abuse First, via clinical and forensic psychologist Dr. Don Hughes, and beginning today, heard herself peppered tactically with tales of hanging out, hanging dogs out of the moving cars. Keith Richards and Tom Waits' verbal verbal cameos, seemingly substantial cocaine use, and jealous rages destroying trailers. Heard's testimony in the closing hours of Wednesday's session saw the actress claim, exclaim, "I pride myself on being tough. I minimized it." She went on to say of the alleged violence of the relationship. However, in March 2013, there was a number of incidents. After one occasion, Heard took a photo of a large bruise on her upper arm. And another instance, she talked about being hit in the face by death. My lip went into, into my teeth and it, it got a little blood on the wall. Heard noted adding her then boyfriend wears a lot of rings. Later in explaining a July 2013 yacht ride with Depp and his teenage kids, the actress said of her nearby downcast Rum Dairy co-star, there was no off button with Johnny. He could kill me. I'm embarrassed. I'm an embarrassment. And apparently Shaken Heard said Depp allegedly told her as he was put pushing her up against the cabin wall in the boat and was about to sell author J.K. Rollins followed by bare coherent text messages. 
Heard soon left the yacht with Depp's daughter, Lily Rose, shamed by the supposedly drunken actor's accusations that she had humiliated him in front of his children. Court ended a little earlier today, and her assessment will continue tomorrow. Traditionally, dark on Fridays, the trial will pause all next week as Judge Penny asked Carty has prior engagement to attend to. The proceedings will resume on May 16th with what is sure to be a brutal cross-examination in the offering. I will never forget it changed my life, Amber Heard told the Virginia courtroom today of the first time Johnny Depp allegedly hit her in the winter of 2011. I laughed. I thought it was joking. He and he slapped me across the face. The often tearful actress said of the reaction from her then-boyfriend as she inquired about a tattoo he had as the two were drinking together. I laughed because I didn't know what else to do. According to Heard, the pounding it back depth said, You think it's funny, huh? Wow. Think it's funny, bitch? Just like in Heard's earlier testimony Wednesday, the former Pirates of the Caribbean star barely looked at his frequently crying ex-wife as she spoke about their life together. Instead, Deb seemed to be fixated on something on the table in front of him. Yeah, because he knows that she's lying. He slapped me again. It was clear it wasn't a joke. The Aquaman star added, of the shock she felt at the time, I didn't move or freak out. I just stared at him as he slaps me one more time. Hard. Ooh, the acting is horrible. I saw that. The acting is just terrible. I'm all of a sudden realizing that the worst thing that could happen to me happened. Heard said in her testimony at the second witnesses for her defense. Starting on April 11th, the five weeks long trial stems from the $50 million defamation case Depp launched against ex-wife 2019 to reaction to a late 2018 op-ed. <sighs> I didn't want to leave him. Heard admitted today of that first act of violence over a decade ago. She laid on the dirty carpet of the Depp's residence. I'm not going to read anymore because it's just, just just horrible, bad acting. Horrible, bad acting. I hope Depp wins, but I don't know. I don't. It's it's so hard because with this Me Too situation going on, and plus the articles you have articles putting a spin to make it like Heard is a victim and she's not. I hope he wins, though. I hope he wins in spite of it all. I really do. Tell me what you think. Do you think uh, this court case proves that women can be just as much abusers as men and the fact that they can be even worse than men because of the simple fact that they are a woman that they could use their gender to get sympathy points? Do you think Amber Heard has also... Um, made a mockery of women who are survivors of domestic violence let me know in the comments like share comment and subscribe later